0: Today's program has been brought to you by TechServe, New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. For more information, visit TechServe.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands
1: more. We talk about food. About music with musical dudes Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes Uh-huh, wow. good Girl, I know it's hard to vibe When you're working at your 9 to 5 So
2: just think of me Till you get off tonight You'll be my lover, sweet baby mother There ain't no other who can break me off Like you do under the cover Baby mother, there ain't no other Sing him black pants,
1: suit, sexy pumps Take me out to a power lunch Tisk, tis naughty with the bits A briefcase full of sexy tricks Black pants, suit, sexy pumps Take me out to a power lunch I'm appetized looking
2: at your thighs. What's this touching mine? You'll be my lover, sweet baby mother. There ain't no other who can break me off like you do under the cover.
1: Baby mother, there ain't no other. Deeper, deeper, I can feel you beeper, deeper. Deeper, I can feel you, beeper. Deeper, deeper. I can feel you, beeper. Deeper, deeper. I can feel you, beeper. Deeper, deeper. Well, I know you treat me best When I'm sitting at my desk But the tricks you pulled last night Put me to the test So tough in baby father There ain't no other who can break me off Like you do under the water Baby father there ain't no other Black pants suit Sexy puns Take me out to a power lunch Your name is Sex in my Rolodex I'm shaved so close to tasting wax Black pants suit Sexy puns Take me out to
2: a power lunch
1: Baby, I want to
3: All right, welcome to Snacky Tunes. That was just Harmar Superstar Power Lunch. Yeah, which I used to, which is the first track I ever heard from you when I used to have a radio show at University of Oregon. So no way, awesome! Ten years ago or We're taking it years. back? Yeah, yeah, probably ten at this point. Yeah, um, featuring none other than Beth Ditto. Yeah, I was like, this song is well. That actually, that's one of the cleaner. Tracks on that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the radio friendly um, raw. Uh, Well we got uh, Harmar um, Live in the studio later today Gonna talk about Chips New York, new record Yeah You know, getting getting weird at Chase Stadium The whole thing The whole thing uh, But first and foremost we have Pauly G From Poly G Pizza Welcome to uh, welcome to Snacky Tunes Thank you it's uh, good to be here. Uh, Why don't you scoot a little bit closer to the microphone <laughs> Or you can move it closer to you How are you feel comfortable? Uh. Uh, We'll move it closer
4: Yeah, we'll move it closer Lean back and relax Lean back and relax
3: (laughs) Um, You know, thanks for coming to Roberta's My pleasure I mean, you know, uh, how do you, in in the pizza world, where do you, competitors, friendly As I tell everybody when they see
4: me wearing a Roberta's hat or a hat from another um, pizzeria Like today I'm wearing a hat from my favorite slice joint, uh, a place in uh, Howard Beach called New Park Pizza We're, We're all colleagues, not competitors at all
3: I mean, that's a really good way to, uh, to look at it. Roberta's
4: especially. Before I opened, uh, Chris was uh, a great, great help to me. And when we opened, the day we had our friends and family, um, it was a, can I say shit show? Yeah, you can great. say shit show. It was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my guys um, just really flaked out. And I asked for some help. And they sent over two of the best guys here. They sent over Angelo and, uh, and Anthony.
3: So. I mean, that's amazing. So what did you learn? I mean, we'll, we'll get to the story, but like from someone like Roberta, is like what did you take from them? Because I know that you did a lot of research. From them in particular. A
4: lot, a lot. Well, I was inspired by them a lot. Um, I was inspired by looking at a space that really was nothing, and they did really nothing to it. And they created a place that was very, very special. I mean, you walk in here. I mean, even when they first opened, before there were people in here on a Monday afternoon packing the joint you know, at 1.30 in the afternoon. You'd walk in here and you felt you were in someplace special. And it, it, it liberated me. It made me realize that I didn't have to spend a fortune trying to make someplace look pretty, just work with what you have. So I learned a lot just from being here with that. I, I was inspired by their pie names. I love to have clever pie names, and they're certainly the, the the fathers of that. Uh, in terms of, you know, just help, you know, talking with Chris, you know, I, I didn't know how to do anything. You know, he told me, well, don't put your food in the same walking as your beer i wouldn't have known
3: you know, <laughs> oh, right that, um you know. but so let's let's step back because um we'll let's say you're on your second career or uh, you know a midlife career change most people would be you know surprised to know that you did computer programming for the first part of your life how does one begin to make pizzas um with a background in computer programming?
4: Well, the, the first thing I did, I, I realized I had to do something that I had a passion for, because I did something I didn't have a passion for for 30 years. And it showed, because, you know, I had a mediocre career. I didn't, you know, I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. I piled up a ton of bills, because although, you know, I wasn't making that much money, uh, I loved life, I wanted my family to have great experiences. So I had this freight train coming at me, and I was forced to, to do something that, you know, I thought I could do well. And I built an oven at home. And I started practicing.
3: Um, what Do you remember your first pie? You always remember your first pie, right?
4: <laughs> Absolutely. I have pictures of it. It looked like an amoeba. but it was not round at all. It was burnt on one side. But it really did taste good. It still tasted good. And that... that See, the first thing I had to do when I built the oven is I had to put belief in myself that I could do it. And so that was a great experience.
3: But let's actually let's go back a little bit. Um, what, like... That transition between thirty years of mediocre but secure to uh, holy shit, I'm going <laughs> to open a restaurant in a economic down economic downturn. What is the thought process to give other people that type of confidence, or like, how did you? What did you feel? Well,
4: I I, I love to cook, so I would cook at home all the time. I, I'd look for reasons to invite people to my house to to eat, uh, and they'd always tell me, you know, that I should open up a restaurant, and I really didn't want any part of that because it's just too complicated. But I, I did become a pizza enthusiast somewhere along the line, I'd say in the in the mid nineties, and I looked and I saw that, you know what? This is pretty simple. Although it's challenging, I might be able to do, you know, something with pizza and and do it well because it's simple. Right. You know? And and that, that got me going and that emboldened me. It it allowed me to step out and be willing to,
3: to take the chance and start telling people that I could do it. So, you know, as opposed to, like, I mean, when you come to a place like Roberta's, you don't just see the pizza. You see the staff, the full menu, you know, the, all the different accoutrements, the tasting kitchen back there. But what you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, some maybe, is that an easy first step to something new. You start it small, something obtainable.
4: Right. I proved to myself that I could actually make the pizza So,
3: first. what was the first pizza you perfected, in your mind?
4: Just a, a regular, you know, margarita pizza.
3: And, where, and what, was the, what was the next one?
4: Well, uh, let, let's get back to perfection. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> did, I, made, I made pizza at home for two years in, in this little brick oven I built outside. And I worked on the dough for most of that time. Actually, at first, I was buying a dough in the supermarket. I just wanted to make the pizza, have it come
3: out of the so oven. You, so you really stepped back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting.
4: And eventually, when I opened up the restaurant, I was still working on my dough recipe. You, you know, you you um, you know you look at my pizza six months in, that's when it really, I locked in the dough recipe. But before that, it, you know, it took time. And you know, it's funny, the same thing happens here. The first time I came to Roberta's, I came with my camera. I'd love to take pictures of places. And I look back at the pictures of the pizza I had here. It's nothing like the pizza they serve. This now. is
3: beautiful. Yeah. Were, with the Dekine, is that the one you ordered?
4: Yeah, I got the Dekine. Yeah. I'm eating it right now. Yeah, I remember I got the Millennium <laughs> Falco. That was I'll the remember, first part yeah. I got. <laughs> and then,
3: um, and then, so, you know, evolution. So you, how did you build the uh, the oven in your back? Where did the lessons come from?
4: I found some plans online. Free, free plans. I went out and I bought some bricks. I had a friend who had a passion for masonry, fortunately. And he helped me do it. And, uh, you know, I just... Uh, my son, uh, who's coming home for Thanksgiving, like so,
3: like a good son.
4: Uh, uh, well, like a good son and a challenging son, because <laughs> I challenged him his whole life. He he was going to the Air Force Academy. He told me he wanted to be a pilot when he was ten years old, and I encouraged him. I said you could do it. And when he called me in September to find out how this... He was really excited about this oven I was building. Uh, He said, I'm coming home with my friend. You're going to make us pizza for Thanksgiving, right? I said, well, I don't know. It's been kind of tough. You know, the weather's been bad. It's, you know, I don't have a lot of time to build it. And he says, I better get pizza for Thanksgiving. So that's how
3: how it got done. It's amazing how um, kids can sometimes push their parents. Well, I had to do that because (laughs) I felt if I, you know, if I didn't show him
4: that I could step out and accomplish something, he's gonna think, Well, I'm made from the same thing he is. Maybe I can't accomplish. So I had like a responsibility to yeah. to do it at that point.
3: So what was the um how much overlap was there between computer programming and like the pizza thing or was it you just like let that go and just
4: well, I kept working, but there was no overlap in terms of taking advantage of skills that I had. No, but I meant like world.
3: time frame for those. Oh things. no,
4: for the two years that I was making pizza at home, I was doing it on the weekends. I quit my job two weeks before um, we opened the restaurant. I, I had, you know, I didn't have the money to to just, you know, do it without.
3: The and did, did they know at all about your pizza side skills? Would you just show up with like ten well, my pies boss, on Monday?
4: My boss knew because her husband was one of my investors. But beyond that, <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Uh, they knew, you, you know, they to, knew like, I was making pizza, and but yeah. not everybody knew I was going to open a restaurant. My boss's boss, uh, he was shocked to find out that you know I did this.
3: And and what is what is the feeling inside of you, you know, compared to you know year twenty six of computer programming versus year one or two of, of G pizza I,
4: I feel like a miracle has happened to me it's like as i was going along and i kept on trudging along i said how am i gonna you know what am i gonna do in my later years and and i didn't know that this was gonna happen and it's totally changed my life because i finally found something i did something that i had a passion for that and because of it i was able to do it and things worked out well you know, right. and, and, and so it's like it's a relief. It's like in the back of my mind, I, I always knew that there must be something that I could do, and, and things will work out for me. But I, I just and, and
3: what and what age? Sorry, what age was this that you decided to make this?
4: I was fifty-four years old when I decided that I was going to open up the picture. I mean, wow!
3: I mean, it's amazing, That's awesome. I mean, I mean, I can say for you know, Sean, you know, for you and I, it's like from a younger age, we have been like, we want to do, you want to do music, I, yeah. You know, for events and everything, we kind of live. By passion, but we could probably say we came across people who had passion that shied away from it. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that maybe had a fear or anything, and it's amazing to meet someone like you, Polly. That's like, yeah, who cares if you're not if you're not following your, pa- your passion and you're unhappy? Who cares about everything else?
4: Uh, well, I had, like I said, I had this freight train coming at me, and that really helped me too. I mean, how am I, you know, how was I going to pay my bills in my later years? And that, you know, and it's amazing now that I was able to. I don't even think about that anymore them
3: We are back with Polly G. Um, before we get to the restaurant, uh, you were just kind of mentioning um, that you learned some lessons along the way. Uh, and I was hoping you might be able to share some of the things that you learned from.
4: Sure. While, while I was in the corporate world, I learned, you know, they, they send you the training to, to get you to, you know, be more productive. And I learned a lot about uh, making commitments. There was this guy, Stephen Covey, that some people, you know, he has these seven steps or whatever and one of the things I learned is that you you know commitments a very powerful thing where you have to commit and say you're going to do things and that helped me you know I I realized that by saying that I I was going to do this it really pushed me along so there were things along the way that that I did learn in the corporate world that that helped me um
3: you know make this happen so Greenpoint you're originally from New York right Yes, Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. And you moved to Jersey. And then when you started looking for a place, you know, you were in Jersey. Why Why Greenpoint? Why Williamsburg? Well, you know, when I left Brooklyn, we left 29 years ago. I, I grew up in what's now called
4: Kensington. Uh, it wasn't called Kensington then. It was just called like Church Avenue. And um, when we left, we you know, we were like moving out to the country. I live in central New Jersey. I mean, it was really more than suburban. And I felt at that time that we were leaving Brooklyn behind. You know, we, we're moving on to something better. But uh, as I started to look at where I wanted to open up a pizzeria, I certainly didn't want to be somebody who was like making pies for people to pick up, you know, at the train station and go home and watch American Idol and eat eat the pizza while they're doing that. Uh, And I began to see what was happening in Brooklyn. And it's an amazing place. I really felt that all of a sudden Brooklyn was leaving me behind. And I had this urge to find a way back here. My original plan was to continue working while the restaurant was open because I wasn't sure, you know, if I'd be able to make enough, you know, money to to have the restaurant without me having my job. But I I just had to get back here, and um, I, I was in love with Williamsburg, infatuated. I mean, I just loved the vibe. You know, I didn't want to serve pizza to people who were older. I wanted to serve to young people. You know, I wanted to be part of something new, and. Um, Williamsburg was prohibited because one of the things that I did uh, along with building this oven in the backyard was I befriended everyone that I idolized, all these pizza makers, uh, like the guy who owns Lucale, Mark Iacano, uh, but in particular, Matthew from Motorino and uh, the guy who owns Fornino, Michael. I befriended them and I asked them a lot of questions and they were very helpful. And to open up in Williamsburg would would have been a kick in the ass to them. It wouldn't have been the right thing to do. Um, so I wanted to find maybe an extension of Williamsburg. I saw what they did here with Roberta's. This was a, a very inspirational thing.
3: Um, I, mean, there was, I used to throw parties at a place off the Morgan Stop called the Syrup Room five, six years ago. There was nothing out here. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all in dust. It was all in, you would kind of run a little bit between the train station yeah. and where the venue was, like or quick step, wow. just yeah. a, a little bit.
4: And, and, and you know, that showed, seeing Roberta's here like that too, it showed you that it's not, it's not a foot traffic business. You know? And I, I, I said, let me find the next best thing. And I, I said, well, what about Greenpoint? Greenpoint's right next door. So I, I got in my car one night and I drove to Greenpoint, I went on Manhattan Avenue, and all I saw was dollar stores and Polish restaurants. Now, please. I love a good Polish restaurant as much if not more than anybody. But it's not what I was looking for. And I went back and I talked to a guy I work with in Parsippany, New Jersey, who commuted from Greenpoint every day. And I said, You know, where you know, are there people in Greenpoint like there are in Williamsburg? Like I see on Bedford and North Seventh, and he says, Oh yeah. And I said, you know, I didn't see them. He said, There they are. So they're uh, hiding. <laughs> <laughs> I said, they ride bicycles? Oh, they ride bicycles all right. <laughs> they are definitely there. Yeah. So I, I went back and I found <laughs> yeah. it was on Good Friday, my son was coming home uh, for Easter, and he had a flight at 6 p.m. in LaGuardia, and I said, let me check out Greenpoint, and I I found a few spaces that were uh, available on Franklin Street. I had never been to Franklin Street in my life, and all of a sudden, I got there, and I was in love. I said, this is it. I found my home. And that's how I wound up in Greenpoint. I, I, I looked around for spaces for a while. There was a space that had been a restaurant that had burned down, or at least I thought it did. Actually, the second floor burned down. And I didn't think it was available because there was no for rent sign on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, the guy who owns Browery Lane, Ed Raven, he encouraged me to go. He said, you know, that place is for rent. You should go talk to them. I said, but there's no sign. He said, talk to them. And that was it, and and really, place was made. For that's me. like the most Brooklyn thing. I just yeah, just made, go
0: in, just go see <laughs> Just ask her out. Just
3: ask her out. Just yeah. To, <laughs>
2: just, yeah, What do you got to lose? So that's she how I wound up with my sister,
0: <laughs> and, and and it was great
4: because I saw the neighborhood didn't have anything like this. You know, look, like I, I was doing, wanted not to, like no. what you're doing, not at all. And I, and I said I got to be the, I have to be the one. I, you know, otherwise I'm going to miss an opportunity. So. Um, no, that's what I did, and it really turned out, you know, tremendously.
3: Passionate. I mean, I, there's a few other things I want to talk to you about, but um, if you know any of you are interested, the, the space is beautiful. Who who designed it?
4: Uh, Evan and Oliver Hasselgrave. There are a couple of guys. Um, I, the way I met them was again inspired by Roberta's. I wanted to put mismatched chairs in the space, and somebody I had interviewed for one of my positions uh, said that they had friends that worked at a place in a story called Builded Green. So I went there, I found these chairs. But on the website, what I found was a little icon that said, Come check out the Manhattan Inn, built almost exclusively with materials from Build It Green. Build It Green's a salvage place, it's all old stuff. And I went to the Manhattan Inn. Long story short, I, I met them, I started talking with them, and I didn't think I could afford to have them build a place out, but. Um, You know, I was just astounded by their work, and I wanted to have something. I needed to connect with the community. I needed to bond with with, with Greenpoint and Williamsburg. You know, I'm not like the people that are here, you know, and I thought that by getting them involved, that would help. And so I said, can you build the tables? And they said, sure. They built, you know, they came in. We have to look at the space to figure out what the tables should look like. They came in. they, they, They looked like they really liked the space. So... They brought all their tools in to build these tables because, you know, some of these tables are really heavy. And once their equipment was in there, that was it. They weren't leaving until they built the whole place. (laughs) Every week, it was another little piece. We could put up this for you. We could do that. And and thank God they did because, you know, there's a lot of great pizza in this city. There really is. Uh, And there are a lot of, you know, places where you could go for it. But I know that when people come into my place, it's for more than the pizza. And without them, I'd be nowhere. Um,
0: And a Music. I was going to say, yeah, it's probably a big, a big part of that is your music taste and selection. I know you were talking earlier off air. They, in particular, were very helpful. I had
4: started building a playlist, a play in a restaurant, uh, about the same time I started building my oven, a couple of years before I opened. And I had this list, and it was very eclectic. I love music from the '60s and early '70s—R&B and rock. But there's other stuff I like too. There was a lot of uh, singer-songwriters. Uh, Ron Sexsmith was a favorite of mine. A guy named Mando Signs, which probably nobody knows—he's from Austin. But just a bunch of stuff: uh, Jason Isbell. Um, yeah. But I played this—you know—I played this stuff for them while they were building the place out. I bring my iPod in and put it on, and they said to me, "You know, Paulie, you should just focus on that late '60s, early '70s stuff." And, yeah. Um, so it was really them that helped me focus my playlist because they told me what the people in the neighborhood were going to want to hear. I mean, you know, so it was a great
3: marriage. And, uh, you know, you kind of up the ante um, by telling us, you know, six days a week at the restaurant and then Mondays are just like music Mondays for you, which essentially defines you as living the dream. There's an award around here somewhere. I don't know where it is, but you definitely <laughs> oh. get get that award because... You know it's passion seven days a week
4: and and that, you know I always dreamed of, of doing what you 're doing right now, um you know, having like a radio show, and I don 't have a radio show, but I realize I do because all the music that i'd want to play for people i can, I could can play now right you know and 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 it's um I'm, I'm finding more music all the time, forty fifty year old music because I want to put new stuff on there i found I was a big James gang fan, oh, they yeah. had a song. They covered "Lost Woman," which was a Yardbird song, and it was on their first album. And I loved that song, but I didn't want to have a lot of repetition on my playlist. I there was a live album they did just last night. I, I had I had added it to the playlist. Let me add it on there. I want to put more stuff on. I couldn't believe how good that song was.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I kind of you know the reason why I got into DJing was because I had left my original radio show and still wanted to play music for people. And then, you know, DJing exploded. And then, you know, as DJing, you know, tapers off or takes different forms, like coming back and curating music guests and food guests. It's like you just want to share things that you care about with people.
4: And and the the greatest compliments I get are from people who come in and they they compliment my playlist. Unfortunately, most of them are my age. (laughs) (laughs) But there are a lot of other people who do, too. The greatest thing I've ever had written about me, and not that there's been that much written about me, but... Eater magazine did this list of like ten ways to make your restaurant better, or make your restaurant less, less boring. I think it was, and the guy from Eater, his name is Greg Morbido. Uh, he wrote, you know, have a playlist that you don't hear in seventy-five percent of the restaurants in in New York, and you know, he 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 pinned out Momo Fuku and the Frankies, of course, and me, course. and 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 I, I tell people about it all the time because
3: um, to close this out. Give us like the three songs that really exemplify your restaurant and your kind of way of life.
4: Well, I just I, songs that I love hearing in there. There was a song uh, by a band called Spooky Tooth. They weren't that well known in the sixties, but this song, Oliver of uh, you know Evan and Oliver who built the place, he would love to hear this song come on, and every time it comes on, I just I just go crazy, and there's another song. <laughs> Most importantly, and it was the first song I ever played in my restaurant.
3: I'm gonna well up here. Oh, I'm I don't even think ever. about that.
4: The very first song I played when the restaurant opened was a song by The Impressions called "We're a Winner," and it was a song about the black people coming up in the '60s and and blossoming, and you know, getting rid of the shackles they had. And I'd always sing, you know, I'd always listen to that song, and you know, it, it pumped me up about making a step and. You know, achieving something.
3: Oh, I just awesome. love that song. I know it's only two songs, but yeah. that song was just I'm, incredible. I wish you could play it right now. I know. I wish I could too. Well, Paul, thank you for uh, thank you for sharing. Wow. This, this, believe this, me, yeah. it's my pleasure. This is actually really um, this is inspiring. Yeah, I, I think you need your own show. Absolutely. Yeah, I think apology, your own show, Radio, um, Joe. Uh, you know, take if you wanna, note. Take apology, note. Apology, you know, apology needs a show.
1: show. I'm filling out the paperwork right now, Okay,
3: oh, uh, So you're gonna stick around for a little bit, right? Absolutely. i hang yeah. out. Right. over the uh <laughs> pass the torch
0: passing the torch, passing the, the, torch. the mini plug
3: um uh, can i call you sean yes we can do sean oh yeah okay sean aka harmar superstar welcome to snacky tunes thanks man uh really happy that you're here really been uh great seeing your face around town yeah i'm a real local now yeah, yeah you're like a real local <laughs> yeah like like oh place. hey man what's up i
0: was a fake local for years not living here but everyone thought i lived here so it was kind of a secret of mine that i was Secretly in L.A. just laying on my couch watching TV while, um, while everybody was talking about me. Li- I'm just kidding. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I, mean,
3: let's, I mean, because we, we so, I so really get to this, what, uh, what made the move uh, a reality? What made um, you become a permalocal?
0: Well, to be completely frankly honest, I walked away from my house that I owned, and I just stopped paying, and I left, and I was like, it's time to change, I'm going to New York. The American dream. Yeah, living the just, American dream. Just
3: leave it all behind. Yeah, did you even lock the door to when you the left the country?
0: Uh, I did because I was going to squat there for a while because I thought that would be a,
3: a hilarious option, a chapter in my life that'd be good to. This talk is about. the other side of when you live on your passion. You just got to walk <laughs> away from some things <laughs> sometime. Uh, but I was kind of like feeling
0: creatively stagnant in LA after a while. Just, uh, just the the good weather constantly kind of actually grates on you after a while. For me, I like seasons. You know what I mean?
3: So, I would I would say that the. Um, most productive time is like when it's winter I mean, Yeah, when no. you're hunkered down I mean, I'll you write could,
0: like three albums in the winter and like three scripts and then like live off of that for the. you know what I mean like yeah. just get it done and like cave out and have a good time
3: I mean I have friends that have left LA and moved here and then they'll go out to LA in like December for work and they'll be like I got nothing done like it was just nice enough that I just went out yeah, all totally. the time no
0: that's kind of how I felt you know and you're kind of just waiting for people to get off work at that point when you're not working it's, it's kind of maddening
3: you know? um, so you're out here Yes. Which neighborhood did you just move to? I
0: live in Williamsburg.
3: Oh, welcome. Gram Stop. Oh, Graham Stop. Yeah. Oh, we're all kind of you know. right in the right in the hood. Um and you just finished a record, right?
0: Yeah, well I'm just putting the finishing touches on it now. I just signed with uh Cult Records, which is Julian Casablancas' new label. And uh he's gonna finish the record with me. We're just doing a little bit more production on it. But
3: what's the uh process gonna be finishing it? How's um, he how's he stepping in?
0: Um well he's got you know, he's he's got amazing vocal sensibilities Mm -hmm. so for the most part we're going to go in and redo uh the main vocals just with some like little melody ideas little tweaks here Mm -hmm. and there and then edit the songs a little bit and maybe do another one or two but yeah and how did you record the record this time around i went to austin texas and i recorded with uh jim eno from spoon the drummer um at his place it's a great studio there
3: I mean, you've been at this for a very long time. Yeah. And it's been amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was saying, like, Power Lunch was, like, when I was, like, ten years ago. Yeah, and that's, uh,
0: like, my third band that I toured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Armor's like, my third.
3: Shout out the first two. Well, there's Give a band called reference.
0: Calvin Crime that was on AMREP when I was, like, 16 or 17. Okay. And we toured a lot. And then I, was, uh, I have a band called Sean Nana Na that I kind of periodically still do. I
3: feel like that's still, like, that's always, like, right right on the edge yeah like, like it comes back in cuts yeah. across Harmar and like kind of goes out of focus yeah. and then it's kind weaves of back in it be like you know whatever I feel like but um Harmar is by and far the you know most prominent he's my breadwinner <laughs> he brings home the bacon Harmar oh, come on get out there <laughs> go, earn, go earn a little for daddy <laughs> go take your pants off at a nightclub
0: yeah exactly people, people love it
3: um, but, well let's, let's get a song okay let's, let's give a little reference All right. point. you wanna hear a new one yeah, yeah let's hear a new one
0: alright this one's called Prisoner of Love
3: Live on Snacky Tunes. It
0: should be playing. <laughs> right, let's
1: start the beginning.
0: Yeah. Okay. That was the beginning. Without us talking. Oh, okay.
2: Me to the test, girl. I'm under arrest. No, we won't sleep till the streets are clean. And the levee broke. Now we got fire before smoke. Somehow, the results are in negatives are positive Cause I'm a prisoner of love When it rains it pours. Oh, when I toughen up now You'll take me back in your arms Bars. No more living large, girl. We're flirting with danger, Whoa. Dancing with strangers. Now it's just you and me, girl. Inmate number 715203. Yeah, you will be my captor. Sunshine, my big time, my laughter i I'm a prisoner of love When it rains, it pours Oh, when I jump in up now You'll take me back in your arms Prisoner, yeah, I'm a prisoner of love it's pouring so Yeah, we're not coming out now. No, talk ain't always cheap. Now I made a promise that I'm gonna keep somehow. Show you what I'm made of. A little prisoner, no prisoner, yeah prisoner. Prisoner of love. Whoa, whoa. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, when I toughen up now,
1: do not you take me back in your arms? Prisoner of love, just a little prisoner of love. <laughs> where would
0: they come from uh, oh I see oh, yeah. them the Roberta staff
3: what's up guys is that guys. MC Todd out there yeah. yeah it's all happening MC Todd everyone's gathering check 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 the internet for that new release on <laughs> MC Todd Pology, uh, so, apology,
0: bet you didn't think I sounded like that.
3: Yeah, what did you think?
0: <laughs> the word that came to mind is
3: juxtaposition. I'm you,
4: I did not expect to hear. That. Yeah. <laughs> your
3: eyes kind of lit up. I, like I, I said, "We
4: can, we can have a two-hour discussion about music as soon as this is over." Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I
3: thought. Um, so your vocals have been lent to other projects. Uh, I feel like very lucky. I got to see you tour with Gangs. Oh yeah, man. which was like that's so at fun. the uh, Natural History Museum in L.A. Yeah, uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about that. Okay. I love that record. Oh, man. It's I mean, the best. it's, it's, I mean, I put it on last night. Um, and we was just like fuck this is one of the best records it is love making music it is love making music everything's
0: 69 bpm's
3: yeah i mean let's i mean just talk to me about that project cuz i've never got a chance to really sit down and
0: um do yeah it. i mean it's sort of like uh the brainchild of Ryan Olson who produced like the Polisa album and a bunch of other great who are stuff also out of Minneapolis yeah incredible Channy the singer is actually in Gangs yeah. too so uh he kind of put together the soft rock thing with a couple of the guys from Solid Gold in Minneapolis and i think and with the idea of getting Justin Vernon and Bon Iver involved and sort of just became this behemoth like 25 member band and it was really only supposed to be a project where they were gonna put out the album play one show with everybody there and then break up and it sort of took off so so much that uh a tour happened and then more tours ha- like you know what I mean like we did yeah. the whole country I mean we never really went out overseas even though we're supposed to um but that's just cause of Ryan's, like, philosophies of, like, wanting to, like, take a cruise ship there. You know what I mean? Like, right. he, like he made these ridiculous demands that were great, but
3: didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll, we'll buy you plane tickets, cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> nah, how about a cruise ship? Tugboat. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We want to make this as weird and hard for you as possible.
3: Um, but, I mean, and what was touring like that? I mean, there really were, like, 25. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was... It was well, for the
0: touring uh, band, it kind of was pared down to, like, 10 or 12 people most of the time. But, like, there's always, like, two bass players and, like, 90 guitar players and saxes going. I mean, it's very sax-heavy bands.
3: Yeah. And how do you feel, like, that fits into, like, the overall, like, Harmar story or, like, um, projects
0: like that? It's cool. I mean, it was just, like, it was perfect timing for me because, like, I was in between records of my own. And it just sort of came up. And I recorded this George Michael cover with them. Then one more try. So, like, the bonus track Let's out. And we did it even slower than the original. So it's, like, six minutes long or something.
3: Um, <laughs> uh, for anyone that wants to also hear, uh, the NPR Music app has like a live Gangs concert. Oh, on it, and like that was like kind of like you know scroll back, scroll back, yeah, scroll back. Yeah, <laughs> really, sweet. really amazing. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah. um, so you moved here, and you've started doing a podcast. Yeah, which yeah. is which is really interesting um, because I think it's like such an easy way for to have an output without having to put out music yeah it comes out
0: every week it's called Nocturnal Emotions it's on Earwolf um what is Earwolf Earwolf is uh Earwolf.com is kind of like a they're like a podcast sort of label you know like they do um comedy bang bang and uh who charted and just so many shows uh, is it like
3: all puns <laughs> no n- no uh,
0: but you know it is a lot of comedy guys yeah. like I think they're, they're working on like maybe a Mr. Show one or something like there's some some cool stuff in the works um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that but uh, I, I don't you can know. always promise things and you yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's gonna
3: check you How, I can't I, I
0: can't even deliver this promise so yeah. I'm, just, like, I'm just talking out my ass here
3: Obama's uh, doing one <laughs> <live. laughs> yeah
0: we got yeah that's yeah, the Royal Rumble Hulk Hogan's in there yeah um, but no, yeah, it's it's really fun. Like, you know, it's just, uh, they're long conversations about embarrassing moments in, like, my guests' lives. And it's sort of like, I run the gamut of guests of sort of anybody interesting, you know.
3: Who have uh, Pat's guests been?
0: Um, I've had Macaulay Culkin, Ellen Page, Gavin McInnes, uh, John Daly is going to be on this week. Um, and I feature, like, some bands. I did, like, Minus the Bear and My Jerusalem last week, interviews with them. Uh, you know, MNDR. Oh, just. Uh,
3: whoever you know whoever's to fill, around to come. fill that downtime yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like fuck i should start
3: a podcast yeah or I something know.
0: but like really it's not that much work you talk to somebody for like 45 minutes tape it and then make an intro and an outro each week you know it's like it's kind of
3: about a few hours of work a week and it's it's very rewarding do you have um, besides mm. embarrassing stories like is there you know something you try to convey from you, you have a wide range of guests you know yeah is there something you try Like an overarching theme Or is it more just A conversation between two people
0: It's a conversation I mean it normally gets Kind of weird And, and you know what I mean Like it's it's me So it gets like A, little, a bit stony <laughs> You know what I mean Or something yeah. like we, we like to go on tangents And riff And um, uh, No but like it's That's just sort of A jump off point But I like to kind of Explore the darker sides Of people's lives too Because that's like You know what I mean Like that's the real stuff and it's yeah. really interesting and I don't know the whole the whole vibe of the thing is very nighttime.
3: I mean that's the thing that we were saying before it's like yeah everyone would be like yeah we like put out our demo and we got the record deal it's like <laughs> yeah. you know I just showed up to Hollywood and I got my first gig it's like yeah, yeah what yeah. happened it's like well there were two years of drug addiction and yeah. uh, I slept in a van
0: gr-. for 3 years ate yeah. cornflakes without milk.
3: Yeah it's like oh 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 that was oh, that what you wanted oh, okay that's the real thing. I mean it's like we were saying before it's to know those stories is you know to know that everyone goes through it and like Kinda, like even when you're going through the shit to know that other people are experiencing it, it makes it easier. Yeah.
0: Oh, totally. No, you want to share a low? A low? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there there's so many. I mean, I think like every three years, like the money just runs out. And that's like not even really a low. I mean, it's kind of like that's when I get motivated. I need it. I need to run out of my money so that I have like some sort of like, like survivalist instinct to like output like a script or like an album. And that's like where the actual songs come from you know what I mean because if I was just happy and content all the time I don't think I'd feel driven to make anything
3: do you want to play a song <laughs> that uh, came from a low
0: uh, yeah this one's real obvious <laughs> this is another new one called why 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 let me uh... alright you ready ready yeah. why,
2: why, why, why oh, me I missed another opportunity. You see, another day gone. I'm another day older. Earth beneath my feet only grows colder. I need mean to take a trip to the Golden Gate Bridge. Contemplate my life and all the things I miss. Let loose my feet as my feet slip away. Whoa, die of shock before my legs break. Me, I don't deserve another breath in me. You see, I squandered things, the lessons of lovers. Somebody have some mercy, help me put myself under. I was learning to tie knots down a fisherman's wharf. When the boys got the call, they had to go to war. They left me hanging, how to tie this noose? Oh, it's just a little too loose. I'd cut myself, but I'd never bleed Just another failure got me in long sleep To hide the pain building up in me Another secret that I need to keep Yeah, yeah, yeah Where, 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 where Where, 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 oh Where, 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 oh, oh, oh Whoa, whoa, where whoa, whoa, oh! Whoa, 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 whoa is me? I missed another opportunity. You see, another day gone. It's another day older. Whoa, whoa.
3: Yeah. This
0: one's about not being a video.
3: Polly, comments? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I'm just blown away.
4: <laughs> well uh, thanks. We anyway. have to get you on my playlist.
3: Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring in that.
0: some stuff. I'll trade you for some pizza. There you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There there it is. That's how it goes. That's down. how you
3: get out of the lows. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh speaking of food, do you uh what's uh what's on the diet these days? What do you what are you eating? Um you know What have you found in Williamsburg that is like shh, Oh, you
0: know? you know what the best is, is Mesa Caiahuacan, that that Mexican place. It's really good. Like like super like LA level like Mexican food. You Where know? is it? Uh, it's right on Graham Avenue, like right in between Consulier and Skillman. Oh, that place! Yeah, okay. So it's next to, uh, to Saldanha. and that, that place pl- is great too. That place is great. Yeah, um, there's so much stuff over there. Uh, I don't know. I, I love eating at the Commodore too. It's that the hot uh, the hot breast and the nachos. Are I so mean, good. the
3: Commodore. I mean, I think they're like one of the few restaurants that got like one like bar food. They got one star. That's so weird. Yeah, it's so good. Have you? Paul, have you eaten there? The commander, the best fried chicken. It's, they it's, know it's right, right here. Yeah, it's right across the street from Saint Um And the nachos.
0: The nachos are yeah. like they're like Austin, Texas, real queso nachos. I think
3: that's like, what we ate on that night yeah. out uh, before Fourth of July. We started with the nachos. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we which did are that.
3: just uh, fantastic. They're so good. They're so good. So so, what's coming up next? So the record's going to finish. And then yeah,
0: well, that'll come out in probably March. Uh, I don't know, I'm just writing some TV stuff right now and trying to get that going through by the time... What's the uh, TV stuff? I'm developing a show, I've been developing a show for HBO for like a few years um, that wasn't going to get shot, and now it might. Everything's so weird on the TV, it's slow, so I mean, mean, like, whatever happens, whatever we do, it'll come out in like two years, so not even worth really (laughs) mentioning, but like...
3: Promises. Promises. Obama will have a guest. Paid a little bit, you know,
0: it's here and there. Um, but yeah, no, just working on the podcast. i uh, be playing shows. I'm going to go to Fun, Fun, Fun Fest I'll like, be in a couple there. weeks. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, which it really is like one of the most fun, fun, Yeah, fun and the lineup's us. great. Run DMC is playing. Yeah. I'm psyched about that. Androids are playing. Jeff well, this is It's just so good. There's so many. I mean, uh, I X is playing all of uh, Los Angeles, I think, or Wild Gift, one of the two. Oh, really? I love both of those albums. I mean,
3: just, you know, we were talking about <laughs> before. You're going to see Crosby, Sales and Nash tonight, right? Yes, yeah. What album are they playing?
4: Their first album, their self-titled
0: album.
3: I mean, it's just, get the fans what they want. But you can play a few new ones. Yeah. Don't get me wrong.
0: I think, like, you know, yeah, do an encore and play, like, five more. But you do the album that people want to hear. Yeah. And
3: then then they can leave or the true fans can stay. (laughs) I will say this, though. I just saw the David Byrne St. Vincent, their new show. And they published a new record. And it's incredible. I want to see. I mean, they're both so good. I can only imagine together. It's it's so good. And the choreography. And, I mean, it's just really one of the best... Shows I've seen, and you're just like... And they weave in their old stuff with the new stuff. Oh, that's awesome. They do it really... They do it really well. I
0: try try to do, like, you know... I try to mix it up. Do two old ones and a new one. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like throughout the show... Yeah. Keep people, like, perked up from...
3: But I mean, your music is also like really like I had never heard those two songs. Yeah, and, like they're also like upbeat songs or upbeat songs. Yeah, it's not like hey, here's a new one. It's super slow. It's six minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please not, don't go to the bar.
0: I'm not pulling too many punches. Yeah, vibe wise, a little different, but it really does. Yeah, it fits in with the set really you know, well. You so. know
4: what I loved about that song? It, it sounds so upbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's just so down. I love That's my favorite. Like awesome. I love like Gilbert O'Sullivan. Like Alone Again Naturally is one of my favorite songs, and it's really poppy. But then you listen to the lyrics, and they're like the most.
3: You're like, oh shit,
0: down. This guy's yeah gonna jump off yeah. or something you know what i mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there's a great song by the style
4: council uh, oh yeah uh, was, which uh, which one oh uh, i forget the name of the, the the title now i can't believe it's not coming i just absolutely love it but it was a very angry song and it was just so happy yeah another great one is uh bluebird by oh. leon russell yeah oh yeah uh, yeah uh, it's harry, one of the harry nielsen songs harry nielsen heard.
0: does that a lot too like he's he's kind of the master of that stuff mm-hmm. those are guys are my those are my dudes
3: um, well, I want to get one more song in, but I want to give people the nuts and bolts of where to find you, where to get the podcast. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, you can just go to Earwolf.com and look for Nocturnal Emotions with Harmar Superstar. Or go to iTunes uh, Music or go to Podcasts in iTunes and then look under the music category and it should be there. Uh, you can just look it up on iTunes, I guess, too. Um, so, yeah, you can subscribe. It's free. Get it every week. Website, Twitter. Awesome. Uh, yep. Or just follow me at Harmar Superstar, you know, and that and, sort of thing. I, I update every week on Twitter where where to find
3: it, too. And, uh, almost every day on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I can't say, get the gang's record. Get oh, a, yeah. Get a Harmar record. Get it, yeah. And get a gang's record. Yeah, definitely. Find a loved one. We're working
0: on some sort of, like, other s- spin off things right now that are, yeah. that are happening. So I would say
3: research cool. the gang's record, because, like, Pulika's on there, isn't, like, um... What other uh marijuana- guys from
0: Marijuana Death Squads, Megafon, uh Bonifara, a lot of that band. Um there's so many people who have played in it. Um, the could- Rosebuds. I mean there's just like it's just people from all over the country.
3: You can really get like a good starting point. Um, <laughs> anyway, well thanks for being on. Oh yeah, man. Polly, thank you, as always. Yeah, Paul. Great pleasure. Uh, and um, are you gonna take us up with one more track.
0: Yeah. I'll do uh, I'm gonna do Tall Boy. Uh, the single off my last album. I uh,
2: fire, baby, there's no place to go. So shut your clothes. We'll stop, drop, and roll. I need a tall boy. You crack it open with me, don't be shaking. Come on, let out the steam. Where's my tall boy? Satisfy my needs, feel like drinking. Come on, get inside me. Me and my girls will roll up. You know you wanna check us out. Beats in the backseat, blow up. Turn the whole seat. Still have to check about Monday. The weekend is over now. Not meeting no one halfway. Amateurs get the hell. I don't see no ashtray. So I'm gonna use the ground. Ladies last call for hairspray. Back door is open. You won't know the party's jumping. Everything is going for free. Gonna grab a piece of something. Take it home. I need a tall boy. me tall boy. out the house. Where's my tall boy? I think I'm falling in love now. This is nothing but pure lust. Wanna use you up and get out like the kids. I criminal puppy eyes are broken. I'm not trying to be mean. Queen of the party spoken. Jump on the floor with me. Yeah, the DJ is killing my groove. Just got the text you sent me. Time to make up, making the go back to my house. Spread it through the VIP, all the pretty people line up the couch. Till we get brought, I need a tall boy. I need a
1: tall boy. Where's my tall boy?
2: Stop, drop and roll I need a tall boy so crack it open with me don't be shaken come on let out the steam where's my tall boy satisfy my needs feel like free so come on get inside I need a tall boy so crack it open with me don't be shaken Let out the steam Where's my dog, Lord? Satisfy my needs Feel like drinking Come on, get inside me
0: Oh yeah, there it is Thanks for listening to this program on (laughs) HeritageRadioNetwork.org You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network